Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Voices of Vic podcast, VOV that is, VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. I am joined here with my second favorite Dawn, guys, Julia Who. Julia, what's up? <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I had to I had to put my man Dick Sean up there. But it's okay. I actually have much love for the both of you. Oh, I'm, thank I'm, you, Carter. <laughs> I, I'm having you here. We're gonna have a nice conversation. And Civil obviously, conversation. Obviously, I'm joking about you being my second favorite daughter. I thought I'd razz you to start the yes. podcast. Obviously, it's like a mother with children. You can't choose. Exactly. No, exactly. You guys are both amazing. So I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to Dick Shunt tomorrow. Oh, really? We're doing the one chip challenge. What's, Have you heard of that? No, what's the one chip challenge? It's like, it's, it's one chip. Mm. It's extremely spicy. The packaging is like a skull oh. devil face. I don't know. But if you look up videos on it, mm -hmm. people like freak out. So I didn't want to put you through that pain. Thank you. Through that torture. I thought we'd have a more civil discussion here. You know, just a good time. Dick Shunt, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to punish. I feel like Dick Shunt is gonna beat you so bad. I think both of us are gonna struggle. We'll see. We'll see. How's that South Asian blood? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought I'd get the the uh, the, the spicy challenge for the Indian on the podcast mm -hmm. and see if he can match my Mexican energy. Oh, true, because you're half Mexican. Exactly. Yes. People call me the Spice King. I don't call myself that. Just some, like, <laughs> around, around my town, I'm kind of known for handling some heat, but uh, figuratively and literally. Anyways. What? Anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, it is March 24th. Vusak voting opened at midnight. It did open at midnight. I have a feeling you did not vote for me. Wait, you're, you're a candidate? I'm running. You are? For VCC. Victoria College Council. Okay. <laughs> you are? Yeah. What do you, are what you, do you even in Busek? No. Nah, well, me and Krishna are both running. <clears throat> People, Kat doesn't think we're taking it seriously, but we're very passionate about this. Okay. Yeah. Wait, where, I, have I seen your like posters around? Uh, we don't really campaign, but, okay. but, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. So the VCC had nine candidates, but there's 10 positions. So okay, you got this. In the we bag, only then. need one vote. Yeah, <laughs> so and it could be cat. It could be cat. No, she said no. I can vote for myself as long as we get that. We'll be good. I I never <clears throat> did any sort of student government thing in in high school, especially because I I honestly don't believe that they can really affect anything that goes on in the school. Like, why would they yeah. give Why would they give power to a bunch of sixteen year olds to make like important decisions? Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. And it's, and yeah, it's this constant battle between like yeah. the student government and like the administration of the school. And at the end of the day, I feel like they always have the lower hand. Yeah. Um, but I think it's great that they like they have those initiatives and that they have like they're a designated group of students that are speaking for the students. Right. I think that's very important. That's that's a good point. I guess it's it's more of a voice than yeah. anything. <coughs> Sorry. Sure. Um, I am not running because I'm necessarily like passionate. I was kind of, I was joking at the start. I'm not too passionate about student government. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like, that's why I didn't go too crazy with the campaigning. But the main thing for me, having this belief that I don't like, I don't really think that student government can affect any serious decisions at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I am basically joining to 
once again, provide a voice, but also to communicate back to the students. Because mm. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be able to change anything, especially on uh, VCC that's like 10 people. Like you're going to need, like that's one person. I don't know how much weight they could have, but I am going to be the, um, what's it called? Boy in the war that runs letters back and forth. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. <clears throat> Car- I'll be a pigeon, sure. I'll be the carrier yes. pigeon. Basically, get the messages. This is what the big dogs are doing, aka what all the the people who actually work for Victoria College, not the students. What the head people are deciding. And just so you're aware, not that we can do anything. Just I'm just letting you know, because that's what some people have already done to me. Like I've mm-hmm. learned a lot about. Like, do you know what the Board of Regents is? No. I don't really know either, but okay. what I do know is that apparently it's like 40 people oh, and 36 of them are not students. They have like four students on there. What? So like anytime there's a big decision involving- For Vic? St- for Vic, yeah. Anytime there's a big decision involving like like the fee increases, for example, uh-huh. they'll have the students' votes in there and then also like the the the, the head, I don't, know, I don't know what they are. I don't know what positions they are, but the head uh-huh. people that kind of run the place. Oh, that's what you mean by non-students. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like Bob in our neighborhood no, 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 <laughs> who's no, no, making no. decisions on behalf of <laughs> Victoria College. No, students. just just the the head guys or head people. Bob that is work sending for in me. his ballot. <laughs> yeah, but so so in anyways, the fee increases that they were talking about. You saw the Vusak post where they're like next year's fees are going up yes. by however much. All the students on the board of regents voted against it. Okay. And then the 36 people that weren't students voted for it. So like the students just get crushed every time. So they don't oh. really that's my point of saying like they don't have a voice. Oh. So it's 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 interesting. So that's just me. I'm yeah. gonna be the maybe the carrier pigeon. Yeah. Maybe my maybe my thing again maybe my thing is just like it feels like a losing battle. Mm-hmm. And I don't like going into a losing battle, you 100%. know? Are Don's linked to Vusek in any way? They're kind of like the opposite of Vusak. That's interesting kind of for yeah. That's interesting for Dickshot because he was Vusak and then he yeah. moved to become a Don. No, there are a lot of people who go from that like transition from Vusak to becoming a Don. Yeah, and some years there's more than others, but yeah, it is like a transition. Yeah, they're getting traded. People. It's like going from one team to the other. You like switch sides. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I we'll see. Yeah, hopefully I can make that switch because I'm gonna do Vusak third year. <gasps> And as, you still want to apply? As yeah, I do oh. because I applied this year. I got slammed in the face, unfortunately. Oh no! But yeah, I'm gonna try to yeah. do fourth year. What would you say to someone wanting to be a don? Like, what are the what are the pros and cons that you felt like first year? First first year being a don. Um, I've really loved being a don. I think that, um, first of all, as someone who really loves like mentoring and teaching, like I've always like in high school. I taught piano and then I was part of like the education stream of Vic One first year. Um, I think that it was like kind of a natural interest of mine to serve like as a mentor for a body of students. Um, And then I think that the second main reason why like a lot of people go into it is for the community because I think it's like one of the best ways to get actually like really locked in to the Victoria College community and make friends. Um, And I think like, especially coming out of COVID, I think a lot of people felt really isolated and detached from the student community. Um, So it's like, I'm a firm believer in like community, the best way to 
gain it is to like live in an environment that's conducive to it, right? Like for example, Margat was really great for community just because yeah. the building was set up in a certain way. And being a Don is similar in that like you do all these activities with them. Some of it's for your job. Some of it's just because you live in like prox close proximity with them. You just see them all the time, like in the dining hall or like in the area. So yeah, I think it's been really, I think that sometimes it could be really difficult in terms of like workload hmm. because there are a lot of like tiny things you have to do like administrative or role wise but um i think that overall being a dog has actually like really increased the quality of my life through That's those awesome. like social connections yeah good to hear yeah good to make Made me feel worse that i really missed out on it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but i think that you're the type of person who's like already really you're very active in the victoria college community i'd like to think that i've connected pretty yeah. well yeah yes you yeah for sure so no, but uh -huh. that, that's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't think about that. Because mm -hmm. um, when, yeah, when you live in residence, like especially, well, not especially Margaret, but just in general, mm -hmm. you kind of f like link to your, your friend group, right? Like you make friends, obviously yeah. people join groups, but as a Don, is it more like you kind of know everyone on your oh, floor, yes. basically? Yeah. First of all, you have like, you know, all the students on your floor. Those are a lot of familiar faces. And then you have the opportunity to be friends with all the Dons. And then all the Dons, they're very like, typically very i mean not me but like very extroverted <laughs> yeah, yeah. people but everyone's very social and nice so they all have their like friends and that's how i that's how i made friends with some people in music this year nice just through them so yeah very good very fun we probably should have started with this but what is your background what can you tell us about the the history of julia like where the are you from history of julia okay well julia i was born in um Scarborough, Ontario. Okay. The Scarbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was like when my parents first immigrated to Canada. Uh, so they immigrated from China. So for a while we lived in Scarborough for my parents' work. And um, <laughs> it's funny. My parents used to like, so everything that we still go to, like for our dentistry, our medical doctor, they're all still in Scarborough. So I, my parents, when I was a kid, they would drive to Scarborough like an hour and a half from where we lived in Barrie just to go to these places and then we'd always go on like a mandatory tour of like my old apartment building yeah. where I was like born <laughs> and then they would like make me they would point to it and then and then tell me about living there and like how there was like a mold problems I don't know it was this was like the dark ages of the Who family so yeah. I think they really like to reminisce about it and make poke fun at the fact that I wasn't like conscious for it and they were. Yeah. So um, I lived in Scarborough until I was like two and then we moved to Barrie, Ontario because we could actually afford to buy a house there Yeah. because it's like two hours away from Toronto. Um, and that was interesting because Barrie is quite different from the GTA. Um, I think you can relate like growing up in Orangeville. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's much smaller um it's like a lakeside city so like there's people with their boats um but it's not like i would say it was like a middle class lower middle class city um and it was also predominantly white so yeah i remember being like the first not the first why did i say that first i remember being like one of two non-white kids in like my whole grade yeah the other one was like an asian kid and then whenever people would like make jokes about like pairing people up romantically <laughs> they would always pair me up with like the other asian kid and i would be like 
dang, I mean, he was really cute, but, like, <laughs> I would always be like, dang it, like, why can't I have some variety? Yeah, like, why, yeah. why is this my inevitable fate? Like, I have to be with this, destined with this other Asian kid. Um, yeah, but that was interesting. Uh, I think that I was happy to move to Mississauga because, um, without realizing it, I think it's just easier sometimes to relate to people that you have similar family backgrounds to. And yeah, I think that culturally a lot of my friends were um, obviously not Asian. So Thanks. in Barry, yeah. My, who lives in Barry? <laughs> my, my best friend went to high school in Barry. Oh, so. yes. Also, I learned to skate only because my mom and dad were like, you live in, we live in Barry, so all the boys know how to play hockey yeah. and all the girls know how to skate. So you need to learn how to skate so you can fit in. <laughs> so I took skating lessons for that reason. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the Barry Colts? The no, but I had a lot of friends who were very into it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then in fourth grade, they moved to Mississauga. So. Nice. Yeah. And you still live in Mississauga? Yes. Yes. To this day. When did you, in, sorry, what grade did you go to Mississauga? Fourth grade. Fourth grade, okay. Fourth grade. And you, okay, so you went to high school there. We were, yeah. we were pretty close then. We were yeah. close going to high school. I went to high school in Brampton on the border uh. of Brampton and Mississauga. We'll transition into this. In high school, you are with Mika, your boyfriend. <laughs> you met him in high school, right? Yes. And you guys are still together. Yes. How, what is your guys's? Love story. What's Our the what's love the story? What's the story of Julia and Mika? How did you guys kind of tell my love story to the masses? Off? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I I think we have an interesting beginning. Um, I went to piano class since I was five years old, and Mika, my boyfriend, he also went to piano class but he he moved to the teacher that I had um like when he was a bit older so I didn't meet him until I was like 15 years old um but oh no this is gonna make me it's gonna make me embarrassed okay so one day my mom drives me to piano class like always on a Friday and then I walk in and then there's this boy before me and then I'm like, my first reaction is like, oh my God, you look so old. Like, why is this university <laughs> student taking piano class? Like, and then my- Just for, just for context, Mika is like 6'3", 6'4", <laughs> jacked. He's a very, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's like complete opposite of what Julie is. <laughs> I love this. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, so I'm like, okay, he's so old. And then I'm like, wait, but he's kind of cute. <laughs> so- so then I sit waiting for my turn and then after he's finished with the teacher because like it's like a situation where like you sit in the same room while the teacher's teaching the other student if you're waiting for your class time. So then after he's done, um, I start going up to the piano, you know, all, all nervous <laughs> and then he's like, oh, can I um, sit back and watch you play piano? And then I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. And then I was like, sure. And then so he sat and then I sweated. I sweat, sweat. What's the past term? Sweat buckets. I sweat buckets <laughs> while um, playing like a jazz piece. And then that was it. And then afterwards um, he left and then I went back to my mom and I was like, mom, I just saw the cutest boy who went before me. And then my mom was like, ha, 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 ha. And then 
the next time my, my piano teacher was like, do you want to do a duet with anyone? And then I was like, yes, I want to do a duet with him. So then <laughs> she was like, okay, sure. So then we did a duet together and then we went to each other's houses to practice, but then we didn't actually practice. We like <laughs> instead walked around downtown Oakville um, all afternoon for like a whole summer. And then we ended up dating. But now to this day, my mom thinks that any boy I think is cute, I'm going to fall in love with. <laughs> because that's the only time I've ever told my mom that I thought a boy was cute. Yeah. So she still thinks, like, yeah. She might, she might have a point. <laughs> High school sweetheart story. Do you think that that is a rare thing to experience? Or do you think that a lot of people can can do that same thing? Or is it like, is it like we were just like a perfect match, got lucky? Or is it like you actually, you know, put the work in to, to make this a long lasting relationship? Like, like if you had to give any advice for, for current high school couples who are trying to, you know, last it out, what's, what's the advice from someone who's succeeded? Um, okay, to answer your first question, I think that statistically it is very unlikely. Like, I think I've heard a couple of people who are still dating their, their high school boyfriend. But, yeah, I think most people around me, they've broken up with their high school sweethearts by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, to be honest, this is really bad advice, but I honestly think I was just really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was talking to my friend about this um, a few weeks ago, but I think, like, your first relationship really sets you up for your expectations for every future relationship that you Mm. have because like i think that first experiences themselves are just like you remember them so strongly and i think that it's easy to like fall into certain habits after doing something for the first time ever yeah um yeah and i think i was just really really lucky uh in that Zeke and I, we got along together really, really well. And we started off as friends. Um, and I think that, like, our communication styles, they just complement each other very well. Like, we hardly argue. Um, like, never raised our voices at each other. Mm-hmm. Never said any, like, slander towards each other during a fight. Um, and we hardly have many disagreements. So That's good. Yeah. I think we're just really lucky. That's that's very yeah. good to hear. Yeah, I think it also helped that we didn't go to the same high school. Oh really? yeah, yeah, we went to two oh, different. Right. We went to two different high schools. So you met in piano class. Yeah, yeah. So I think that yeah, and he went to high school in Oakville, and I went to high school in Mississauga. So I think that having that like distance is good because I think that's something that high school sweethearts have difficulty with at times is you get so used to being in that environment with them naturally that Mm. like when you become an adult and you're no longer seeing them every single day at school it's difficult to like balance like new relationships true true and a new lifestyle and that old relationship with your significant other you know that nobody at his school believed him when he said i have a girlfriend she's at another school (laughs) yeah nobody (laughs) do you believe in this the idea that opposites attract because i would would do you think you and me are opposites because that's what I said about him being like super black and black and <laughs> you being more like introverted and all that. D- do you think, are you guys like an opposites attract couple, would you say? Um, I think in some ways we're very similar. I think other ways we're very different. I believe in like opposites complement, mm. um, but in certain areas. 
Like right. sometimes you need to be similar. Like for example, you can't have like one person who's very sensitive and the other person who's very like unsensitive because yeah. I think that can be destructive. <laughs> um, I think that we're both uh, careful about like <clears throat> what we say to people and we're both very people-pleasing type of people and I think that helps in a relationship. Okay. Um, but I think in other ways we're very opposite too. Like for example, I'm very like school focused. He's very goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Gym focused? Yeah, like oh, he's very into bachata right now. The dance? Yes. What? <laughs> what? Yes, Latin dancing. <laughs> you guys need to see what Mika looks like even be able to picture. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, no, he's very into bachata right now. Wow. And I'm very into school <laughs> and research. Yeah, so I think that that is good though because I am the type of person who gets very anxious and like hyper focused right, right. Um, on things I care about to the point of like stress. So I think dating him has always been like when I'm with him, it's a it's a release from all that stress. It's an escapism. That's good. But a, in a healthy way. That, yeah, that's what a relationship is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, does he yeah. ever take you to the gym? Does he try to get you buff like him? Um, for a long time, I was very <clears throat> scared to go to the gym with him. Oh, yeah. Because I think like. And I think a lot of girls might relate to this, but I think that there's a lot of worry about being perceived and also being perceived in a way that's like not your most attractive oh, I see. state. By, <laughs> by him? Um, or just by in general, just, just, just like by men. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think I was like really afraid. For A, I think it's, like, not my element. Like, obviously, he's been to the gym for, like, years. And, mm -hmm. like, I had, like, barely started working out. Um, and so I didn't want to be, like, struggling to lift a bar while he's, like, oh, with, like, yeah. three plates. Um, <laughs> but secondly, I didn't want to, like, for some reason, I had this imagery in my head of, like, me straining and, like, sweating. And then him be, like, oh, never mind. <laughs> doesn't make any logical sense but yeah so i think i i withheld from like going to the gym with him for a really long time um until i felt more comfortable and he was definitely doing it and now we do but yeah but that that wasn't until like a year ago and we've been dating for like almost six years okay okay yeah. and and but you don't you don't do the same thing as him like you do workout classes right um i so i started off doing workout classes um but now i'm now i'm getting into weightlifting Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's going to get jacked. You're going to watch out. We got to yeah. redo that fight bracket that we did in Ma, too. You're going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Beat out L. Everyone. Um, what what are workout like classes? Because they're not like, like obviously, like, I kind of know what they are. But Krishna was telling me that they do some weird ones. Bouldering. <laughs> some weird ones? Yeah. Um. So the ones I go to mainly are the bar classes. What is that? What is that? It's a fusion between ballet, Pilates, and yoga. Why is cat shaking? It's not ballet. <laughs> okay, it's oh, like... it is ballet. You don't want to admit it's ballet. It's not. It's not like actual dancing ballet. It's more like the body <clears throat> conditioning of ballet. Yes. Now, don't be fooled. It will kick your butt. Okay. I brought Mika to bar for the first <laughs> time ever this week. And as soon as we finished, okay, I wanted to bring him to it because I wanted to feel some validation. So I've been <laughs> yeah. telling him this whole time it's been hard. 
Um, and as soon as we finished, I turned to him and he was like, I hated every second of that. <laughs> I was like, every second, really? And then he was like, no, but like in a way that you want to hate a, every second of a good workout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. It's because it's like a lot of like muscle repetition. So it ends up being very like endurance based. I was explaining to our friend Adam because yep. he asked me why I wanted to do weightlifting. And I think it actually goes back to a very deep psychological reason okay and i think it's because so growing up i have an older sister who's 13 years older and my parents 13 yeah wait wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just my head. 13 years yeah older. she's 13 years older than okay me. and then my parents um they always like to make this joke about like my sister's very extroverted yep. um very like high energy and then like, julia is very like quiet and um shy and i think like subliminally there's messaging in there that's like julia's like weak so (laughs) i think they think i'm like much more like sensitive and and frail than my sister is so um and i think like as a woman you also face a lot of messaging like that um growing up just like oh women should be more like more reserved or gentle Mm -hmm. especially like East Asian woman, there's that stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think the reason why I want to get into weightlifting is because <laughs> I want, yeah, I want to be a muscle mommy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think like it's empowering to like be like, yes, I can lift a heavy thing. <laughs> I'm not weak. I'm the opposite of weak, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that was the main reason why. That's fine. You're, <laughs> you're defying. Exactly. All the rules. It's so empowering to defy expectations. Yeah? Yes. Nice. Nice. I respect that. (laughs) Gym is always a good thing. Gym, like, I don't know, it just contributes to my routine. Like, some days, I I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but some days, like, since I started working out, I I don't feel like my day goes very productively if I don't go to the gym at least Mm -hmm. for an hour or two. So, like, does that contribute to like like if you have your schedule Mm -hmm. and you said like you're super into school and you're trying to get your work done yeah is there like a are are you in a better mind space after going to the gym or is that just like your weekly thing like you have to do it for sure i feel like going to the gym is like a fast like it's like a shortcut to feeling a sense of accomplishment Mm, yeah and that sense of accomplishment gives you confidence Absolutely. Because I think like a lot of things that we do as students, it's like you need to set this goal of like, okay, there's this project that I need to prepare for. So I need to do all these things and I will only reap the benefit of like finishing the project um, and having the final product like two weeks from now Mm. or like a week from now. Um, Whereas the gym, it's like, okay, I will go and I my goal is to just do this rep 10 times of this exercise. And then you immediately like feel the, the dopamine hit after because you're like, wow, I just did that. Yeah. And then it's like that, but, but like five, six times, how many exercises you do. Yeah. And then by the end, you feel like a superstar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that it, I think it's great because like going to the gym after you do it, you a are like, wow, I, I like, I could do this really hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe like I did even better than the last time I did it. And then also it helps with my concentration for sure. It's focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And back to what you said about confidence, like after doing something like that, Mm -hmm. like in high school, I 
I originally, my entire idea of confidence was just kind of like a mindset thing. Yeah. Where it's just like be confident instead of, I don't know, like act confident or like just Mm -hmm. do things that make you confident. It's like, it's all in in your head, which is somewhat true. Like confidence Mm -hmm. is kind of like more of a mental thing, but it's so much easier and, and like real to be Mm -hmm. confident when you're backing it with like accomplishments. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how I, I get my confidence is like, yeah, that's, that's like the main way that anyone's going to be confident. If you can mm-hmm. do great things, if you're competent, mm-hmm. then you will be confident. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think confidence is all about, um, setting an expectation for yourself and fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. I think that is confidence. 100%. Do you set high goals? Like, do you ever like, just like absolutely overshoot? I don't think I overshoot. I'm definitely like an interesting mix of like very pessimistic. Okay. But also sets high expectations for myself. Okay. Yeah. Like I want myself to do good in everything I do. Yeah. But then that also limits me in that I don't sometimes try things that I think I would be bad at. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of people. That No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. People, I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people fear failure, which makes sense. But it's, yeah. it can be inhibiting. <clears throat> yeah, like the for like weightlifting, for example. Like I didn't <clears throat> yeah. do it for a really long time, even though I thought it was really cool because I was like, I don't want to look like a fool going yeah. in and like looking at other people and not knowing what to do. So I just didn't do it for a long time. I yeah. heard a, a quote that made perfect sense. I might be, I don't want to misquote it, but it went someone, something like this. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly initially. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if anything is worth starting, if you're trying to work on a new skill, then it's worth doing bad at the start. Cause you have to get to that point where you're good at it. No yeah. one's going to start good at stuff. You yeah. Know what I mean? So you have to work your way up, which. And yeah, that's applies true. to weightlifting. And I guess like that also goes to say like things that are not worth doing maybe are the things that are like too easy. Like you need to be constantly challenging yourself. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh huh. Just because like you get a great result maybe if it was like super easy then you're not actually gaining that much out of it absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely you have to grow i have a rule okay. for myself mm. anytime yeah basically anytime that i am scared to do something that i think could result in a positive outcome i absolutely have to do it i think that's a great mindset if if it's sometimes it backfires <laughs> sometimes it backfires. I, it, it, but it has it has That's to, the point yeah, of it. Exactly. You have to face that risk sometimes. Yeah. I it, I worked for a lacrosse team this summer. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I rarely feel embarrassment because I just like don't care anymore. But like this was like, <laughs> this was like. That's me. <laughs> for the first time in a long time, I actually felt embarrassed mm-hmm. by this. We were, okay, I wasn't on the team. I was working for the team. But our team was losing. I forget. It was, it was a playoff game. Like it was an important mm-hmm. do or die game. And we were down by like a goal. And there was a bunch of people at the game, like fans, right? Watching. Yeah. And it was kind of silent. It was dead. And I was like, yeah. we got to get this. We got to get some adrenaline in the building. We got to <laughs> pump these people up. So I'm like, guys, because they had some scratches, like some players that were on the team but weren't playing that mm-hmm. game because you can only have a certain amount of players on the game, uh, on the bench, sorry. So I was like, guys, we got to go over and get these fans hyped up. We got to get them excited. Wait, okay? sorry. What was your job? I was like the media guy. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, I just like ran Facebook and shit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, yo, yo, boys, we have to go over there and get some adrenaline in the building. We're losing. We need a comeback. We need some energy in our players. And then a lot of them were like, 
nah bro <laughs> we're not nah we're gonna let's just stay here you know let's hype up the bench instead whatever and i was like you're not you're missing the point there's a hundred people on those benches you're trying to hype up the players here who are this focusing is on the game. victoria college intramural hockey coat up what yeah uh the Captain, <laughs> Captain, you speaking. I I would think so, but anyways, we were gonna go because I, it makes perfect sense when you get energy mm-hmm. in a building, you know the players can feel it. Anyways, only one guy des- decided to come with me, so respect. Okay. Shout out to Preston Gear, <laughs> he's a G. Okay, so he came with me and we went to the crowd, um, and we we kind of got everyone's attention and we were like, mm-hmm. guys. We gotta get we gotta get hyped up. We need everyone to start cheering. Let's go. We need to cheer for the, yeah. for the boys. We need to cheer for our players. Let's go, Northman. So we started a chant, and I had <laughs> these two plastic buckets that okay. I was plastic. Well, yeah, like that I was go using clang, as drums. Clang. Yeah, okay. I literally I bought them from the dollar store. I was using them as drums, and I was like, let's go. So I was doing like started a chant. So I was like, let's go, Northman, and then clap the buckets together. And as I clapped them, they exploded. <gasps> Everywhere. How did they explode? They were weak. I got it from the dollar like store. Plastic, I hit them, plastic yeah. buckets? Yeah, like oh, I hit them way too no. hard. <laughs> plastic shards everywhere. Oh. There's old people in the front row. Like <laughs> Grandmas and grandpas. Oh. People laughing. I'm you like, gosh. Gob- oh, goblin. <laughs> I know. And I just am, am like attacking these people with plastic. So that was, that was uh, probably kind of embarrassing. But mm-hmm. I knew like I don't want to. I felt embarrassed. Like I was yeah. worried. Like I didn't want to go up and be this cheerleader <laughs> for this team, right? Like that wasn't my job at all. But I felt I, in my head, I just thought that there could be a. Positive it was your outcome. time. Yeah. Our team came it- back and won. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it was it was embarrassing. But that just circles back to what I said about if you're ever scared of something, that is exactly the reason you should be doing it. Obviously, don't do anything stupid. But if you're scared to go, I don't know punch a guy in the face for a prank then yeah maybe you should be scared and don't don't do something like stupid but if it's yeah. productive yeah then it's important yeah i think it's because like the things that you think would be coolest to achieve the f- the fear of failing at achieving those things is the scariest mm-hmm. you know like you wouldn't be that scared to fail something that's like uh you know like waking yeah. up and going to the dining hall like that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're not sca- like oh no i hope i don't accidentally not go to the dining hall today like yep. you know you're gonna do that but like the things that you aspire to one day do the thought of failing them is really scary but yeah no yeah, scenarios any, any scenario with serious weight in it mm-hmm. you have to like that, i mean that's the only way it's gonna it's gonna either be a huge success and you're gonna be grateful you went for the opportunity or it's going to be a very well, somewhat drastic failure. And you're going to learn from that. And you'll be like, that sucked ass. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Whatever. So, yeah. Other than, other than the workout classes, we'll still get back. What else <laughs> contributes to your productive student life, making you an amazing psych student? Are you a psych specialist? I'm a psych research specialist. Psych research specialist. Yes. Like your dream. <laughs> no? Okay, sorry. Um, what what do you do to stay on top of things? Stay on top of work. What is productivity to you? What does that mean? Um, okay, so I think that in university I have increased my productivity significantly compared to high school, 
And for a while, I was like, wow, I guess this is just what developing your prefrontal cortex is. Like, <laughs> I'm finally a fully functioning adult. Because <laughs> in high school, I used to procrastinate so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure why. I was like, maybe it was because I was like, not as, maybe I was not as active, maybe blah, 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 blah. And I realized it was because I think that creating the perfect environment for what you want to do is essential. Mm. And the issue was in high school, I think I did everything in my room, you know, like I, I tried to study in my room. I tried to like go on my phone, hang out with friends. And as a result, I associated everything all at once, sleeping, socializing, relaxing, doing work with being at my desk. Mm. And then I wasn't able to concentrate at all. Like I would, like my focus was like so bad. Um, So then in university, I started going to libraries. And I think that just having the routine of like, okay, when I'm at the library, it's time to do work. Like I don't really talk to friends at the library. I don't go on my phone or computer and browse Mm. at the library it really like puts me in the mind state of doing work. So I would say like daily routine wise, every day I definitely go to the library and do work for maybe like two to six hours. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I study a lot. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, and then I think the rest of it is filled with like, going and eating food with friends and and hanging out with people and and doing research um yeah it's a it's a balance between those three at all times and four and being a dog yes nice that is nice. i i need to work on <clears throat> my time management is the main thing it's hard it is it's brutal here I, I try to put a calendar together schedule things have you tried notion 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 is this a sponsor? Are you, get, are you getting paid for this? No. You can sponsor Notion. If that's I it. love Notion. I'm a Notion fanatic. What's Notion? Do you have no idea what Notion is? No, I don't. Okay. I actually don't. Okay. Notion is basically an online agenda. So have you ever tried to use like a physical agenda? Yes. So it's like that. But sorry. That was really <laughs> Of course, you used, used to like, I don't know if like, did you reinforce? Did you use one in elementary school? Yeah, I yeah, was. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I think that those are really annoying, especially in, in these days of technology, because it's like yeah. you don't know what you like. You don't know what your tasks are unless you physically have this. Right. This book with yeah. you at all times. So it's great to like, OK, this is what I do for my notion. I have a page okay. it's called daily tasks. And then I have four columns on that page. One column is um, to do. The second column is currently doing. Okay. The third column is done. Yeah. And the fourth is this week. Hmm. So then it's essentially like two lists. And then so I the goal is to move everything from the first column to the third column that day. Yeah. And then the, for the week column, I have to try to get all those tasks off that list and onto the first three columns. Does yeah, that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. So wait, okay, so it's doing to do done, done and this, this week. week. Yes. Cause I think that like um I really like the way that one of my, my Don friends explained her life. But I think being a Don and then also student and then also doing research is kind of like Also gym. Yeah, and also gym. It's like you're you're in this big ocean and 
like you're you're in a shipwreck yeah <laughs> and you're like floating on debris and you're trying to like grab at all your belongings yeah at once but failing that's kind of what life feels like sometimes <laughs> so having like a things that you need to do that day and then things that you need to do that week all on one page is like very satisfying satiating hmm. for my brain that's good yeah. i'll definitely have to look into that i was watching a time management video from like the 60s the other day the that's, 60s. How, that's how far in i am i'm like <laughs> this is like a serious life problem <laughs> So to get to the root of how people solve this. Yeah, it's I, I heard it was <laughs> the two main things that people that that people like successful people have mastered in terms of time management are um, the ability to prioritize, mm. do the most important things first, mm -hmm. and uh, the sense of urgency to do things now and not later. Yes, I always tell my, when I want to procrastinate. One of the best mantras I have is the person that you are right now is the same you that's going to have to do this later. Mm. I think like a common thing is like, oh, I'll feel like more in the mood or I'll feel yeah. like more energy, like I'll have more energy later to do it, at least for me. But I'm like, no, I will feel the exact same way. Yeah. I just have to do it like either now or later. So yeah, this is really weird. But another thing I do is, okay, I have a mirror in my bathroom, right? As people do. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I have a task that I really want to get done, like for example, like I had like a like a psych exam um, midterm a few weeks ago, okay. and I was like, okay, if I don't like study for this every day, I will actually fail this exam. <laughs> what I do is I take a whiteboard marker and on my mirror I write an affirmation, like I will study for cognitive psychology four hours a day. And then every day, <laughs> every day when you go into that bathroom, whether it's to brush your teeth, whether it's to look at yourself while you use the bathroom, <laughs> you have to stare at both your reflection oh. and the affirmation that you wrote. Makes and sense. then your brain smushes the two together and becomes one. And you're like, <laughs> actually, I do study for cognitive psychology four hours a day. And then you do it. It's like self-hypnosis. Yes. I believe in that actually 100%. It works. I promise you. I did do that. That's and, awesome. And I succeeded. That's great. What, what, oh, I heard a quote. I love quotes, by the way. Quotes are great. <laughs> I heard one that said, character is just uh, habits repeated, I think. Or just or yeah. like repeated habits, something like that. Mm -hmm. Where it's, it's, if you... Like this circles back to either whether it's productivity, studying four hours a day, going to the library, fitness, going to the gym, all this stuff, um, flossing. <laughs> if you repeat it enough that like if you want to be known as the person who goes to the library mm -hmm. four hours a day, who does workout classes, who's mm -hmm. weightlifting now with her boyfriend, <laughs> then then you just need to continuously do it over mm -hmm. and over and then you will literally become that person. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a very similar quote. It's like, you are your habits. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like we all are just little tiny habits that we're made up of. Completely. Yeah, I also heard this other quote that I really like. My friend Emily told it to me. It was, your life is what you pay attention to. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. There's like so much noise going on in your life. There's so many things that you could care about, so many things that you could put your energy towards. Yep. But at the end of the day, your life is whatever you pay attention to and decide to focus on. Completely. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. So last thing about productivity I want to talk about. 
Okay. You've recently deleted Instagram. <laughs> yes. I'm sure some people have gone through that phase. I did. <laughs> Instagram is a pain in the ass sometimes. I need it now for VOV, but whatever. I'm trying to keep <laughs> no, it under that's control. No, that's the hardest thing. Everything is so locked. Like, social media like and school are so interconnected. What was your philosophy for getting rid of this demonic app? <laughs> well, I think um, the moment itself was... Um, the moment itself was a moment of like, I made that decision out of emotion for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not as as decision made of logic. But I think that looking back at it, um, the reasoning was still there. Like I think that the reason in the moment why I deleted it was because I was thinking to myself as I was like doom scrolling for the millionth time, procrastinating <laughs> on something else that I should have been doing. That like Doom scrolling. I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> That, like, I never go on Instagram for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, if I'm doing this thing and it's sucking up, like, an hour, two hours, three hours of my day, then why have it at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is, I think, honestly, by far, for me, it's not even close. Like, it's by far the most useful or just best overall social media app. Mm -hmm. TikTok, like, there are a lot of people addicted to TikTok. I could never get addicted to TikTok, mainly because it's pure entertainment. Instagram is like entertainment, but there's also news yeah. and messages. Like I use Instagram to message everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the biggest fear is like once I deactivate my account, like it's like, do I, am I now uninformed? Like mm-hmm. I found out yesterday that the Victoria College <laughs> intramural water polo team won championships, <laughs> but I had to find out in person. Yeah. Because I wasn't on Instagram. We're going to see tonight who's winning uh, water polo MVP. I'm super excited for that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's at the, <laughs> the banquet, Victoria Ooh. Athletics banquet. Are you coming? No, I'm not in Bruh. any. I'm not in anything. But you said you liked water polo. But I, I have a lot of friends in water polo. I don't, I'm not in You're not going to support them? I can't. Actually, this is really sad. So I a lot of people ask me to join it because I have like my whole crew is like in water polo yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. <laughs> And then I literally can't because I can't see without my glasses. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> you can't wear contacts in the water. That's true. You're gonna well, get I don't like open an eye my infection. eyes in the water, anyways. <laughs> but like, I feel like water polo. It's, it seems like a very like aggressive sport. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. there's like a lot of splashing involved. <laughs> people throwing other people's tubes. Yeah. But I'm like, what's Velma? No, who's the blind one? And. <laughs> In Scooby Doo, yeah, Velma, Velma. <laughs> Who's the one with Velma? I'm like Velma from Scooby Doo without my glasses. Like I yeah. literally cannot see anything a foot in front of my face. <laughs> so I couldn't do interior water polo. Oh, good. Well, uh, I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know who wins it. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for coming on. It's been a very fun <laughs> discussion. Thank do you have any? For having me, Carter. Yeah, no no problem. <clears throat> do you have any final thoughts for final thoughts. for the Vic people? Um. Stay groovy. Stay groovy. Peace out, everybody. Till next week, every Sunday, VOV. Julia was great. Had a, it's nice having a, a Don on the on the show. They're they're amazing. Shout out to Julia. Shout out to Dick Shot tomorrow, and Chan. Oh, Chan's gonna be on it too. No, but oh. he's just a good Don. So. Okay. <laughs> All love for Chan. Anyways, see you guys later. Bro, what did I talk about?